All right, let's take a look at uh, one, one incident from three different sources, shall we? Let's start here at Navy Times. First, you know, we'll start Money Metals Exchange. There'll be a link below if you're interested in gold and silver. Call them up, see if it's right for you. Talk to your financial person, see if it's right for you. All right, let's get into this. All right. U.S. Navy ships shadow Russian Chinese flotilla off of Alaskan Islands. So, there was 11 Russian and Chinese ships off the coast of Alaska. The U.S. sent out four destroyers and a P-8 Poseidon aircraft to shadow the what the what do they call it maritime patrol according to China or Russia whoever it is alright so okay so here we'll see where that or that ends up whether it's off of Alaska Philippine Sea, Guam, Hawaii, Western Coast, according to the Admiral in charge of the Indo-Pacific Fleet. Uh, let's see, their exercises have increased, their operations have increased. I only see the cooperation getting stronger, and boy, that's concerning. So... Let's see, new agency drill would involve more than 10 ships and 30 plus aircraft. Okay, so anyway, Russia and China have been working more hand in hand with each other. <clears throat> All right, RT. U.S. response to Russia China Naval Patrol exposes glaring hypocrisy. Washington believes that it has a divine right to send its warships wherever it wants. But when its rivals do the same, it deems it a threat. So they bring up a good point here. <clears throat> that we send our ships through the Taiwanese Strait and China Sea. We have ships docked in South Korea. But they're pointing out what they consider the hypocrisy that they didn't encroach on U.S. waters. They're still in international waters the whole time. And we sent out a fleet of destroyers and aircraft to go shadow them to see what they're up to. At least that's what, you know, they tell us they sent out. Now, over here on Pravda. So this is definitely ranging more on the... Either full-on propaganda or bad translation. Because in response to U.S. deployed, the USS John S. McCann, the USS Bedford, the John Finn, and the Chung Hoon, whatever, they call them aircraft carriers, even though they're destroyers. But anyway, the parts that I found 
interesting about this one, not the hypocrisy per se, but um, let's see, the U.S. So the U.S. Armed Forces will not be able to win another war, the Washington Times said. They are too much affected with LGBT and racial agendas if the servicemen does not support the proper use of pronouns agenda he may forget or he may forget about career promotions which they kind of hit the head or the nail on the head with that one like it's our military's gone from making sure we're fit and ready to fight and every person that's in those jobs can do those jobs to we're fighting some kind of social justice and Again, I was in under the don't ask, don't tell policy. I served with a handful of openly gay people. Nobody cared. Because again, personal life personal, business life business. I watched these guys wear girl clothing onto the ship as their civvies and then change their uniform and then leave in girl clothing. Nobody cared because they're in a uniform. All that matters is getting the job done getting the mission accomplished. And then um, when asked about NATO, Putin responded with, you know, we are always ready for any scenario, but no one wants it. But if someone wants to, not us, we are ready. Basically stating that they're not trying to provoke NATO. They don't want to go to war with NATO. But if NATO decides we're going to war, they're ready for it. This was also the fifth joint naval exercise that China and Russia have done five since the invasion of Ukraine. So they're working more hand in hand again, where Trump was doing everything he could to keep China and Russia separate and work deals with both of them and keep them separate. Biden's come in and pushed them together. So. And again, they also criticize that NATO, you know, the North Atlantic is a farce that they're trying to basically encircle China, encircle Russia, doing everything they can. But if these two countries do a joint exercise and all of a sudden it's a threat, it's highly provocative, it's on and on and on. Which again, they bring up a valid point with that. If you look at what we do, and we say it's all fine and dandy, but as soon as somebody else does it, we have a problem with it. It's just the current state of political, just the politicalness of this country. So, I don't know. Six one hand, half dozen the other. Whatever. Both sides are wrong. Both sides are right. Depends on who you talk to. One side's right, one side's wrong. You be the judge of that. All I know is they're pointing out in this on Pravda that the U.S. can't win a war because our service members are more concerned about you know LGBT, racial, and pronouns than they are about actually getting the job done, and that. 
Russia and China are just doing what the U.S. does, and the U.S. is flipping out about it. I really don't subscribe to, you know, feign weakness when you're strong. I mean, I do to an extent, but we're getting to the point where every single thing we do is just showing weakness, weakness, weakness. And we're getting picked apart. I don't think we're as strong as we are led to believe we were just four years ago. But with that, make sure you're prepared because Russia and China are pushing the bounds of the U.S., of the Navy, our military, our armed forces. They're pushing to see what they can get away with and how strong we truly are. Make sure you're preparing food, water, shelter, self-defense, gold, silver. Again, rice, beans, flour. Stock them with those while you still can, while they're still kind of cheap. Get ready now. Prepare now. Prepare while you still got a chance. With that being said, be smart, be prepared, stay safe, have an amazing day, and we'll see you on the next one.